You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramabich Mishis Rav 5781, 2021. This is the last partial podcast of the year 5781. We're coming into Rosh Hashanah, the brand new year 5782. Next week, Bezrat Hashem, the partial podcast will begin with the year 5782. And as we come into Rosh Hashanah, so we need to get ready. We need to think about tshuva, repentance. We need to think about tefillah prayer, and we need to think about tzedakah, charity, as our prayers say, prayer, repentance, charity, they take away from the negative, from the gzera ra'a, heaven forbid, if there's supposed to be a bad decree, these have the power to remove the decree. And it is certainly fitting that at the very beginning of our parsha, I'm sorry, the very beginning of, of the medrash on our parsha, there is an amazing, amazing piece in the Medrash, which is based on this, the verses in chapter 30 in our Parsha, verse 11. The mitzvah that I command you today, it's not too hard for you, it's not too distant. What's the mitzvah that the verse is referring to? So the different explanations, right before it was talking about the fact that we're to return to Hashem, so that those who say it's talking about tshuva, repentance. But as we're going to see in the Medrash, it's really also talking about the concept of prayer and repentance, praying for God to forgive us. That's what we're going to see in the Medrash. Now, before we see the Medrash, it's so important to read these verses. This mitzvah that I'm, I'm commanding you today, it's not too hard. It's not too hard to repent. It's not too hard to change. It's not too hard to ask God for forgiveness. It's not too hard to say to Hashem, Please, I know I've done wrong. I want to change. Take this away from me. Take away the burden of my sin. Take away the Averis, the sins that I've done. Leva Shemaim, he says the verse, It's not in the heavens, Maybe someone else will bring this repentance. Someone else will bring my atonement for me. The verse says, it's not true. You don't have to go up to the heavens. Tell somebody else to bring it back for you. It's not on the other side of the sea. The mitzvah, the commandments, generally speaking, it's speaking about the Torah itself, but specifically the, the obligation to repent, to change, to become a better person, to let go of my past ways. It's not something that is too far away. Someone needs to come and bring it for me. verse, such touching words, such beautiful words. It's very close to you. It's inside of you already. You know what to do intuitively. You know what to do. You know what you should do. And you can do it. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. You just got to do it. Okay? Those are the verses. Now I'd like to read to you the Medrash. The Medrash starts off, and I'm not going to read the entire piece in the Medrash, but the Medrash starts off speaking about the concept of prayer. And it says sometimes we miss a prayer. There are certain prayers we have three times a day on a normal weekday. We pray three times a day. Shachris, Mincha, Mairev. One in the morning, we have until, the measure says we have until midday to say the morning prayer. There's the afternoon prayer, which is from midday until the evening. And there's the, the, the prayer of the evening, which can be said all night long. If you miss the prayer, so what do you do? You can make it up. God wants our prayers. God desires our prayers. The Medrash says, everything is in its time. 
Lama and and where do we get this idea from that where do we get these different the the fact that we have all these different times for the prayers? Of course, there are the set prayers. Of course, we can pray whenever we want. We can always have spontaneous prayer and talk to Hashem anytime we need to. God listens. The Medrash brings a beautiful, touching pasuk. The verse says in Mishlei, in Proverbs chapter eight, verse seventeen, "I love those who I love. I will love them." How does Hashem show us His love? Those who get up early in the morning, they're going to find me. Those who get up in the morning, morning to pray to God, they're going to find me. I will show my love, says God, by answering the prayers that the Jewish people, those who I love, that they. You know, that they express. So here's, the Medrash says, just beautiful things, and it's so important to understand as we go into Rosh Hashanah. What is this prayer about? What are we davening for? Well, of course, you know, we've been in t- difficult times since the last year and a half, and everyone has their own challenges that they have faced and are facing. What is the idea of prayer? I'm sorry. Yeah. Whoever prays and he has intention in his prayer. You know, sometimes we space out. We're praying. We space out. Sometimes we have a good prayer. We, we, we're in. We're focused. We're, we're saying the words and we're meaning what we say. So, if a person has proper intent while he's praying, it's a good sign for him. That prayer is going to be received. Sometimes you don't know why. Somebody I was speaking to today told me that during their prayers this morning, during the slichas, they were surprised. They had focus. They had focus in the in the prayer, even in parts that they might say by rote. They had focus, and I thought it was quite reflective of what this medrash is saying. Person has focus. They need to know. You had a good davening. You had a good prayer service. If you were focused, you thought about the words, it's a sign that your prayers are going to be answered. The verse says, The desire of those who are humble, you heard Hashem. And the end of the verse is, Their hearts were prepared, your ears listened. So you see that when, if you see that your, your heart was prepared, you were focused. And as I understood it, Tavas Anovim. What does Kavana mean? It's very interesting, I think. Tavas Anovim means the desire of the humble. Hashem listens to the desire of the humble. If we pray in a contrite way, we show that we believe that God answers prayers, we show that it's not Magiyalan, we don't necessarily deserve it, but we know that God is, you know, God loves us, He wants to give it to us. So Hashem listens to those prayers. The, the, how, how does the verse express? It's a verse in Tehillim in Psalm chapter 10, verse 17. How does the verse express the concept of kavana, of, of focus? It's the taiva of the anavim. It's the desire of the humble. If we say in the, in the Shemoneser, we say, to Jerusalem, God return there. Or we're going to say on Rosh Hashanah, they're all, the whole entire world. We talk about the future time, the time of Mashiach, of the Messiah. Everyone's going to join together to do your will, God. If that's what we want, that's what prayer means. Prayer means I want something. I want something. God, please help me. I need parnasa. I need livelihood. I need health. I, I need I need wealth. 
All the things that we want, all the things that we need, I want, I need love. If the prayer becomes an opportunity for us to express our true desire, we really want Mashiach to come, we really want the Messiah to arrive, we really want to return to Jerusalem, we really want God to return to Jerusalem. If it's a taiva, if it's the humble's desire, God listens to that. Now comes the part where tefillah, you know, we think of tefillah, we think of prayer, he's making requests. But the Medjush says something amazing, Prayer is intensely powerful in front of God. Prayer has the ability to bring me from one place to a different place. To, to transport me from one reality to a different reality. Rabbi Lazar says, You want to know what the power of prayer is? You know, there's different ways of praying. There's different context, contexts. A person sometimes is in a difficult situation. That prayer is very powerful because they mean it. They really mean it. A person is part of a group of people who are praying together, asking for life, asking for a good year. They really mean it. You're with a lot of people davening together or singing together a prayerful song. You know, I've, I've watched people, I've sang it, sometimes with many people. Close your eyes. People are closing their eyes singing, I'm your servant, the, the son of your maidservant. You can feel it. But what if you're by yourself? As the ACSF explains, what if you're by yourself? You don't have that the power of the tzibur. You don't have the power of many people praying together. So, it may not be as powerful, but don't think that it doesn't do anything, says the Medrash. Every prayer does something, says the Medrash. It may not do everything, it'll do at least half. Listen to the story that the Medrash brings. We all know the story of Cain and Abel. Cain kills his brother Hevel. God decreed upon him as a punishment for his sin, and we need to understand what, it, what this means, because it's essential. God decreed upon him, you will be a wanderer, a na vinod. Na means to move, nianua. Right? We shake the lulav, it's called a nianuim. And nod means a, a nomad, someone who doesn't have a place. You will be somebody who moves and shakes in the land. Okay, so... So Cain saw that he'd done something terrible. He killed his brother. And God decreed upon him a terrible, terrible sentence. You're, you're never going to have stability. You're always going to be shaking. You're always going to be wandering. Cain immediately, he stood still and he confessed in front of God. He said, my, my sin is too great to bear. It's too much. I can't handle it. I did such a terrible thing. I feel so, so terrible. I see, and perhaps he saw it in, in what the punishment was. Uh, it's too great. I can't handle I, I can't do it, God. I can't bear this. I'm the fun of, and this is the prayer. And listen carefully to this prayer because we need this prayer. We need this prayer. I'm the fun of Shalom. He said to him, Master of the world. 
you carry. Right? It says, means it's too great for me to bear, too great for me to carry. He says, Hashem, God, you carry the entire world. You, the whole world is on your back, so to speak. Can you not carry my sin as well? Kosafta, says Cain, Cain, the first murderer. He says, I can't bear this sin, but you, you could carry it. You could carry it. You could take it off of my back. It says in the verse, Cain quoted him the verse, which of course wasn't going to be said for many centuries. It's said by Micha, Micah the prophet, chapter 7, verse 18. The verse says that God carries sin. It means literally He forgives sin. He passes over iniquity. Said Cain, which means to forgive sin, also means to carry. Carry the sin. God, you carry sins. Forgive me for my sin. It's too big for me to, to carry. You carry it. Miyad such a powerful, such a powerful medrash. Immediately, he prayed this prayer. He said these words. He had the right words that he said to God, and Shem listened, and he said, "Wow, you just, you just said the right thing." Half of the decree was removed. He had been told that he would be na vinod. He would be shaking. And he would be moving. What does the verse say? The verse says that he, he lived in the land of Nod. Nod means, it could be the name of a place, but as the Mephoshim say, there's no such place. There's no such place as Nod. So what's the explanation? The ACSF says, it means that he didn't move around a lot. Wherever he walked, the ground would shake. That's what he says. Wherever he walked, the ground would shake, but he didn't have to wander. He didn't have to walk. So half of the Xera, which was that he would that he would he would wander and, and he would shake, half of it was rescinded because of his prayer. And I was reading this, studying this with my son, Moshe Dov, and I and I said to him, Well, what's the idea? why is his punishment that he has to be a wanderer and then he has to the world shakes when he stands on it? What's the idea? What does it mean that a person carries a sin? You know, we all know. We've all done things wrong, and we know the feeling of guilt. The guilt, it, it weighs on us, figuratively. But here we see that there's something more, perhaps. And I, and I offered that when a person does something wrong, you know, it's like a table. A table has legs. A table has legs. And if one of the legs breaks, so the table is, is it's not sturdy. It's not yet sieve. It becomes shaky. It becomes shaky. When we sin, our foundation is shaky. It's an appropriate punishment that you should have to wander. Because when you are Yatsiv, when you are when when everything is founded, you feel you feel stable, you feel good, you have a home, you have a place, you have your, your makam, you have your place in shul. Someone sits in your spot, you have to sit somewhere else, you feel uncomfortable, you're not in your place. If you can't, if you come home and the door is locked, you can't get in your house, you don't have the key, you feel, you feel, you're not in your place. When a person does a sin, Hashem is called the Mokrim, Hashem is a Mokrim, referred to God as the place. 
When we do a sin, we're not in the place. We've lost our foundation. We've lost our yitzivut, our stability. The, the punishment fits the crime when someone does an avera, when a person sins, when a person is, murders somebody, he's, he's made his foundations shaky, his connection to God, he can't stay in that place. Every time he touches the ground, the ground shakes. But when a person turns to God, and that's what this message is saying, I think it's amazing, it's so deep, it's so beautiful, it's so powerful. When a person turns to God and says, God, I'm shaking. My foundations are shaking. I can't, I can't hold it up. I can't do it. God, please, take away some of this burden. Please take away the sin from me. Please forgive me. I, I realize I've done wrong. I admit it. I show remorse. These are the three steps. Admit it, show remorse. And number three, resolve never to do it again. Don't ever do it again. And if I do it again, try again. Make a deeper commitment. Deeper commitment. Hashem carries it. That's the message tells us. Hashem carries it. And I might not be able to, to, to clean it off completely. I might not be able to dive in with it, Sibur. I might not be able to mean it all the way. But, but every, every prayer, every time I pray, you see that Cain was able to pray. He was able to do tshuva. He spoke from his heart. Like we saw in the verse. It's very close to you. It's inside of you. Intuitively, you know what to do. You know what to say. And where did Cain get the words from? It's too heavy for me to bear. God, you carry it. He knew it intuitively. And we all know it intuitively inside of ourselves. That the sins that we bear are too big for us. But we don't have to bear them. We can throw them away. You can throw them onto God and say, God, you carry them. God, you carry them. That's how powerful. You see how important prayer is in front of God. Because what we're doing is our foundations are weak. We've, we've removed ourselves from that which is stable. God is forever. God is stable. God is the ultimate stability. And we've disconnected from God through our sins. That's why we feel guilt. That's why we feel this heavy burden on our backs. But when we say to Hashem, you take the burden, what we're saying is, God, I want my stability back. I want to be connected to you, my God. So now instead of me having to wander, I have a place. Instead of the ground shaking every time I walk on it, the ground is still. Maybe my prayers are not going to be enough, but my prayers will do something. Oh, I did this already. How many times have I done this? You know? No. Every time you do it, it's it does something. It does something. But think about the words a little bit extra this time. I made myself desolate. I rebelled against you, God. No matter one more time. Try. Try to mean it. Taivas liboy, as we saw before. The desire. Taivas anovim shamat Hashem. God listens to our prayers because that's our desire. I, Hashem, I really want to be forgiven. I really want to change. I, I want to. I want to want. I want to want to change. I wish that I wanted. I wish I could feel something. That's also That also has value. I could think about I could think about how many people do we know that have lost their lives over the last year and a half? How many people do we know? I know people. I know a lot of people. 
ground was shaky. The ground has been shaky for us in this world. How can I show God that I want to connect to Him? I want that stability. The stability of Tyra. The stability of the mitzvahs. The stability of doing what's right. The stability of having that foundation of Tyra, of Gemara, of Medrash, of Psukim. What is God's will? I just want God's will. I just want to read to you the end of the Medrash. So too, when it came to his, uh, Hezekiah, his interaction with the Navi, Chizkiah decided he's not going to get married. He knew he's going to have a child who's going to be a Russia, a wicked person. He wasn't fulfilling the mitzvah of having children. It's not your cheshven, what, what your kid is going to be in the end. You have a kid, so you have a nevua. You know your kid's going to be somebody bad. It's not It's not your cheshven. In the end, it's going to be, he's going to do terrible things, but he's going to have a tzaddik for its son. You see, Chizkiah was decreed upon him that he should die. The Navi told him he's going to die. What did he do? He turned to the wall, which means that he turned to God in prayer. God says, I heard your prayers. I saw your tears. I'm going to cure you of your sickness. I got another 15 years of life. The desire, the desire of those who fear Him, that's what God will do. They're calling out, there's a Shava. Hashem says, I heard it. Why? Because it was real. It was real. God hears it because it's real. It's mitzvah. It's so close to you. It's in your heart. In the tefillah on Yom Kippur, we say, on Rosh Hashanah, we say, We say the words, we don't have the words, but we have the feelings. We can activate our feelings. There's so much to think about, so many thoughts that we can have to activate our feelings. I don't think, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't know somebody wasn't affected. I don't think there's anybody who doesn't know somebody who's looking for a shidduch, who can't have kids. It's so many different things, so many challenges. We can, we can turn on our feelings. We can. We can. And to the degree that we're able to, like a chizkio hamelech, he was supposed to die. It all can change. That's the power. Prayer is so big, it's so great, it's so powerful in front of Hashem. We can change everything. You can change everything with tshuva and tefillah and tzedakah, with, with repentance, with prayer, with charity. We're showing who, who is our foundation. God is our foundation. Who is our foundation? God is our foundation. What is the right way? The Torah is the right way. I don't want to be a wanderer anymore. I don't want to be in Gullus anymore. I want to come back to Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, the place where God's presence is openly manifest. I want to return to that foundation, to that Yitzivut, 
that sense that I have everything. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Shem should bless us all to write us in that book. Right away, a book of good life, of health, of joy, of parnas, of livelihood, of Tyra, of Kirvas Alakim, of closeness to God. Shem should bless us that the, the year which has passed, the challenges we've gone through, they should be a kapara for us, they should atone for us. And we should move into a new year where all we see are the many, many blessings that God wants to bestow upon us. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.